0: And Jesse, we just want you to know how much we love you and appreciate you. Thank you for coming every year. Come on. Thank you. Ah. Love you, love you. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on, give the Lord a great God bless you. I tell you. You might be seated if you can. And if you can't stand up, I don't care, Lord God. It's always an honor to come and minister with Jerry and Carolyn. And, you know, when we get together, sometimes we we both of us work so hard going all over the world. And uh, when we see each other, we just pick up where we left off and just keep going, you know. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here. I'd like to know this for myself. If this is the first time you've ever been to this particular Chariots of Light meeting, stand to your feet. If this is the first time, look at this, Jerry. My God, what a blessing. That Thank you. A <laughs> what a blessing of the Lord. And I hope it won't be your last because you're dealing with people here that truly understand covenant. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, before I was such a sinner that when I got saved, Satan cried. He said, we've lost a great man today. <laughs> I mean, I was a cheaper sinner. Many of you know my my background, I was a heavy rocker and stuff like that. And the people that I got along with was barmaids and bartenders and hookers and uh Drug heads, and and you know why? Because they were honest. They really were. They just told you they were trash, and they didn't care. You know, and I I thought about that over the years, and and yet everyone that I ever met that God changed are some of the greatest church people, and God-caring people you've ever seen in your life because they understand that. So it is truly a blessing of the Lord. So, Jerry, once again, it's an honor to stand behind this pulpit and be with you guys, and it's a blessing. Real quickly, come, Roy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! When Roy first worked for me, he was only six, uh, four foot six. Look how big he's got! <laughs> Hallelujah! How long, how long you been with me, Roy? Twenty five years. He wasn't even married, you know. And he, he didn't even know Mary. And someone came up to I'll tell a little story about Roy. He said, "Roy got a girl." I said, "Roy got a girl?" He said, "Yeah." And uh, some man so I said, "What she look like?" Oh, you ain't gonna believe what she look like. And Mary, how long you been with me now? 20 years. She's my executive secretary, Mary. Stand up, give her a hand clap. This is Mary. What a blessing. So when I saw Mary, I you was know, like, "Well, she's a beautiful girl." You know, so I said, hey, brother, "How'd you get that woman?" He said, "I got her in a weak moment." <laughs> I never forget that. <laughs> the Lord spoke to me on New Year's Eve, 2017, going into 2018. He said, "2018 would not be a year of prayer." Even though you will pray. He said it would be a year of manifestation. Yes, see, because many of you have been giving and believing, it's time for you to receive some things that you've been believing for a long, long time. And he gave, and if you and one of my partners, my ministry, I've been I've been writing partner letters in my magazines all this year, that advancement must be a revelation that turns into inspiration, that produces a manifestation. And God spoke to me, now I'll never forget it when he said, He said, if you could take Christianity and define it and put it in one word, what would it be? I said, good. Well, what? He said, if you could take Christianity, all of it, and define it and put it in one word, what would it be? So I'm thinking, miracle, power, resurrection, salvation, you know, healing. And he said, advance. He said, everything I do goes forward. He said, the whole armor of God's for your front parts, nothing for your back, because you never turn around and you never look back. He said, we're all on a mission to do something for the Lord Jesus Christ. And the quicker we come together in the unity of the faith, not the unity of doctrine, See, that's the problem with the church. They're trying to get everybody to believe the same thing. It ain't going to happen. Baptists are going to believe once saved, always saved, whether you Pentecostals like it or not. And you Pentecostals are going to believe in speaking in tongues, whether they like it or not. And the Catholics are going to pray to Mary. If that blows your head off, it doesn't make a little difference because they like Mary. But you can come together in the unity of the faith, and the faith is Jesus Christ. And then let God work out all the mother particulars. So when he told me that, I said, let's go forward and do this. And it's our newest book. We can't keep it on the shelf. God's been so good. And it's called Advancing Life from Revelation to Inspiration to Manifestation. Because if you're not inspired by your revelation, what makes you think you can inspire someone else? So you've got to be excited about what God's called you to do. I mean, not just the manifestation. I'm just excited that out of 7.5 billion people on the planet, he chose you. Now, what are the odds of that a gambler wouldn't gamble on that? Because I mean, he would lose, you see. But God is not a gambler. God is a sure thing. Yeah. I hope you can get it. It's back there, praise the Lord. It'll bless you It'll minister to you. That's back there. And here's, I love this sermon. And this ought to go over good at this place, you know. You know, I, I was raised on the streets of New Orleans, you know. And I, I was raised, my grandfather, you know, I, he, he used to say, me, well, we don't fight in this family. Somebody mess with you, that's what the Mississippi River's for. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I was raised with La Costa Nostra. I was ready with the mafia. You know what I mean? We were in there just the way it was. You know, you do what you're going to do. Say, where's Fred? I don't know where Fred is. (laughs) I don't know where Fred is. (laughs) Witness protection, I guess. I don't know. You know, (laughs) you're laughing, but that's just the way it was. And, you know, I was reading in the Bible, and it's amazing. God has prayers and fighters. And, you know, a lot of people think just because you're a Christian, they can spit on you, do whatever they want. That's not true. Jesus was no pushover. By no means. Now, when you're preaching the gospel, you you can be persecuted for Christ. Because I've been punched and hit and, I mean, all kinds of stuff. But just to come up and slap me, I'm going to do what i got to (laughs) do. So I preached the sermon as a call. Sometimes you just got to dance. You understand? I mean, Jesus, I proved it. When he slaps Saul or tosses off his stinking donkey, he said, you want to dance with me? You want some of this? Because you persecute me, buddy. You want to talk? And Paul, Saul said, what will thou have me to do? <laughs> See, somebody hit you hard enough, you get humble. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, you know, Moses had to have a battle. And uh, he went up the mountain, you know. And as long as his hands was held up, they would win it. See, I always got tired. I mean, my God, man. I mean, they start losing. You got to remember. So there were the prayers on top of the mountain. There was the fighters down in the valley. Joshua was a fighter. See, now the fighter should never pray, and the prayer should never fight. What I mean by praying, I'm talking about in doing a battle. You should pray all the time. But what I'm saying is, if you put these two together, we'll win this battle. Amen. I hope you can get this. It's a brand new DV. It's back there if you'd like to get that. What else you got? Oh, yeah, I'm I've been preaching full-time 40 years. I've been preaching actually 42 years. Went into full-time ministry uh, 40 years ago, 1978. And I've never had this happen with but once, Jerry. I was preaching in Long Island, New York. There was 5,000 people in a tent. R.W. Schambach, many years ago, he said, Jesse, you just, you just got to go, do this thing. So I said, all right. I, and, and I did. To make a long story short, and it's never happened again, but I gave an altar call. 1,500 people were jumping over chairs to get saved, jumping over. And I preached this. And in fact, this is a special 30-year anniversary edition. Uh, uh, 30 years ago, I preached, what in hell do you want? <laughs> what does hell have that you're willing to go back to and get it? Now, uh, um, uh, Roy's boss is Fritz Brown. He's my oldest employee in terms of working with me. He's not my oldest person, but he's been with me thirty-four years, I think, am I correct? Well, he was my first uh, book and tape man and all that kind of stuff. Back then, it was eight tracks and, and things of that nature. Yeah. For you people that don't know what that is, that's a tape, <laughs> eight track. And uh, and so, man, this man come running up to Fritz, and I'll never forget this. Fritz was telling me, he said, "You give me that what the hell, son?" Now Fritz, you know he just got saved. He goes, oh, "Oh no, no, But it, Jesse didn't say it like it. It's what in the hell do you want? He said, "Whatever the hell it is, give it to me." Yeah. I, I never forget that. So this here is a special anniversary. It's digitized, whatever you call it, all that kind of stuff. It's brand new, and I, I love this thing because I'm young. I got a little brown hair and everything. That's back there. They're they offering that this year. So avail yourself. To the, now, if you only have just a month, then you go to these people's tapes here. That one that did, uh, my, my, my people from California. I love that song you wrote about your life, Blessing, and also Kenny. And, and you can get mine later. Don't worry about that. God will bless you immensely. Stand to your feet one more time. Stretch a little bit. If you got to rub something, rub it quick. Get it over with. Get the blood flowing. Okay, you can be seated. I just want to make sure. I brought something tonight, and I, I want to reiterate what, uh, what Jerry said. <clears throat> I like results. Yes. Results spiritually, results physically, results financially. God expects that. That's what advancement's all about. Amen. See, some of the people, they advance spiritually, but they're broke as a junkyard dog, and they're sick as a dog. Some people, my Lord, I mean, uh, you know, they got a lot of money, but they broke spiritually and they broke physically. Some people got specimens of bodies, but they don't have nothing spiritual or financial. But to truly understand what advancement means, you must have it spiritually, physically, and financially. And, and I, I tell you, if you pray about becoming a partner to a charity of light in, in JSMI, I mean, it's a blessing of the Lord because they're doing great things. I mean, think about that. How many, how many other ministries can say, that they got over a quarter million, almost a quarter of a million people saved, and, they, and, and that's just counting, and they're counting. I mean, like, it, you know, the thing is just kicking off. So I mean that sincerely because I believe in results and, and, and this great motorcycle ministry, it, even though they do more than just motorcycles, they, they're ministering to people, it's really reaching. And I love partnership. And Jerry, I brought a letter from my, I have children that are partners to my ministry, and we sent them a partner letter. And I think you will enjoy this because your name is in this. And this kid, he's 13 years old, he writes me this letter. Now, I got, I got children that support me. I got one boy, he supports me 50 cents a month. He's seven years old. And I saw him not long ago. And I said, how you doing, young man? He said, brother, just between me and you. And his mom and daddy were over there. He said, I'm the only one in this whole family got the faith. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at him, I said, well, okay. He said, I'll tell you what, he said, mom and daddy go on to thank God that I was born. He said, I understand the word of God. He said, mom and daddy, I don't understand nothing. <laughs> I mean, he was serious. Well, you know, and I have some of them. And he says, I, I, I'm, I'm, and he wrote me a letter the other day. He said, I'm sending, a, a, I'm, I'm increasing my partnership from 50 cents to a dollar. Uh, this is a month now. Because my grandma is raising up my allowance. Now, this kid is 13 years ago, and I've been preaching on advancement. i got to read you this, if you don't mind. And I'm going to show you how partnership. You realize how many of you people you're affecting. And when you think about it, even though this is to my ministry, you think about chariots of light, J.S.M.I., what's going on? Because God's word said that you can abound to every good work. That's what he says. But this is a kid. His name is Brighton Ketcher. He's from, uh, the, what's that, uh, Delways trip? What's that? Kerrville, Texas. Listen to this. Now, he's 13 years old. He says, Dear Brother Jesse, I have been receiving your letters for a long time, but it was only recently that I found out that they were mine. I always thought they were for my parents, but after looking at the address, we realized they were mine. Noticing that made me realize I had neglected to give my seed to your Falcon 7X. It's 13 now. Now, I know God is no respecter person, so if Brother Kenneth Copeland can get a jet, so can you. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. wait. Listen, you're going to love this. What's this? Now, I may be only 13, but I have my own money. This letter was not my parents' idea. It was my own. I did all of this myself because I understand partnership. Watch this. You're my second favorite preacher. Wait, 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 Hey. Don't press the baby here. Hang on a second. You're my second favorite <laughs> You're my second favorite preacher, minister. Pastor Mack Hammond is my favorite. Pastor Dale Wayne, that's his pastor in Kerville, goes for third. And your brother Jerry, he's an honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I lost it. They brought this to me. He said, hey, brother Jerry, he's an honorable mention. So that helps. <laughs> now watch this kid. He's 13 years old. When I run for president in 2044, I will use the godly principles you, Kenneth, and the rest of the peanut gallery teach (laughs) us. Now, many of y'all knew I was attacked in the media about my plane and all that. I don't have four jets. If I do, I need to make a theft report because three of them are missing. I mean, they they just lied like dogs. Watch what he says. He says, now watch this. When I run for president in 2044, I will use the godly principles you, Kenneth, and the rest of the peanut gallery teach us. I would love to be in the Believer's Convention, but we're five hours away in Kerrville, and mom and dad's jobs won't allow time off right now. Plus, dad's boss believes the news about you. Talking about me, you know. <laughs> Tell Pastor George that I appreciate America stands, and that I think that David Barton, Pastor Greg Stefan, Tim Fox, Michelle Bachman, and Buddy Pilgrim should make a news show on the Believer's Voice of Victory Television Network. He's thirteen. Keep standing strong throughout all all they say about you. Keep preaching with those funny stories. Well, that's all I have for this month. I will try to send a letter each month with my seed. God bless you and USA future president, Brighton Ketcher. This kid, this kid, give me something. I mean, there it is, right there. Now. No, nope. I am I am the head of Justice of the Planet's mission, and they say this when I'm not around, you know. They don't say this. They all call me boss, at the thing. But uh, they all say, Men, don't. They, they call me the golden goose. Don't kill the golden goose. Lord <laughs> Jesus. they out the not increase them. Don't kill the golden goose. Look what Brighton says. P.S., if this is a staff worker, please bring this to the golden goose. <laughs> 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 I, I did it. <laughs> but my best line, and your brother Jerry, he's an honorable mention. <laughs> So that helps. So, you know, I thought you might enjoy that. <laughs> I read that at Mac, now Mac Hammond was beaming because, you know, as he, Mac Hammond was a favorite, you know. <laughs> he said, you got to tell Jerry Seville that. <laughs> Mac, he's such a blessing. You got your Bibles yeah. or your iPads or your phones or whatever you use? Uh, you know, I, there's so many things I could minister on. I'm just so excited about what's happening here. And I was thinking about the 20 years. I didn't realize it was 20 years, Jerry, that, you know, Chariots of Light started out through your vision and you and Carolyn's vision to do this thing. And I love the name, Chariots of Light. But the most important part in that name is the word light. Because light gets rid of darkness, light exposes us things that need to be exposed, light regenerates, light heals. And I thought about that. So go with me to Genesis chapter one. And I'm going to just try to stay in a teaching mode, and not preach if I can help it, because I'm more of a preacher. But I mean, I can teach. And I, and I love the old King James Version. And uh, because it's so poetical, because it's very hard to quote the Amplified. You got to be one smart cookie to quote the Amplified. There's a lot of words in the Amplified, man. But the King James is more poetical, you know, and, and you can use the translation you want, don't misunderstand me. But, uh, uh, but most people, when they quote scripture, they quote the old King James. And I want to start, you know, in fact, when, you know, I was raised a Catholic boy. Uh, uh, you know, all I knew was a nominee patria fili Spiritus You know, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. And hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed thou among women, blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Anybody ever been Catholic? You never forget those prayers because they jam them in you. How many of y'all were Catholic at least once? Put your hand out. How many of y'all went to confession? Put your hand out. How many of you told the truth? One. <laughs> you see, Catholics are known for lying in the confession. Because <laughs> you're trying to get out with three Hail Marys and three Our Fathers if you can. You know, it's called penance. Now, I heard all my life after I got saved that if you want to start reading the Bible, start with the book of John. Well, Kathy, uh, my wife, was, she never read the Bible until she got saved. See, we were told don't read the Bible because you'll go crazy. And first time I ever saw a Pentecostal woman with a bun on her head, I said, she had been reading that Bible. <laughs> That's a crazy woman, Lord. <laughs> no, well, we didn't read the Bible because only we thought that the priest could interpret the Bible. That's it, you know. So when I started, my first Bible I had, I, I, first Bible I got, I stole it from the Gideons. I, I stole it out the hotel. So when I, when I, I think I say, I, I, I said, listen, uh, I stole your Bible. He said, no, no, you didn't steal our Bible. I said, no, I stole your Bible. <laughs> you know? And, uh, uh, you know, he said, no, we put them in hotels for people to take them, you know, wherever they, that's what we, that's our ministry. And I thought that was kind of odd, the word ministry. And you know, I just never thought, and we never t- thought in those terms and things. So when I started reading the Bible, guess where I started? Page one. Because that's what you normally do when you read a book, page one. And I did real, real, real well on it till I got to Leviticus. Lord Jesus. I said, they got a lot of blood in this book, Jack. I, I didn't understand any of that stuff, you know. But I want to start with page one of the Bible, Genesis chapter one, verse one. And I want to talk about chariots of light and thinking about the word light. What are you? You are a light in darkness. Think about that. You are light in darkness. So me, you expose as well as illuminate. That's what this ministry is all about. See reaching people, you expose sin and your light is so good. It destroys it because the light in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So I want to read, uh, and you know, the scripture, Genesis chapter one, verse one says in the beginning, God, in the beginning, God, not evolution in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth and the earth was out form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Darkness on the face of the deep. Now I notice something. My God, God didn't go in there and say in the beginning God created them. There was out of dark and darkness. He said, "My God, it's dark out here, isn't it? Just look how dark it is out here." See, he didn't go by what he saw. He go by. He went by what he said. So let me say it again. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. There was our form of the void and darkness upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord God moved, or the word moved there means fluttered in the Hebrew. Brrr, moved upon the waters, and God said, nothing happens till you say something. Right. And God said, now the King James says, let there be light, but he really didn't say that. In the original, he says, light be. Right. Notice he spoke something to get rid of the darkness. And the Bible said, he said, and he said, light be and there was. And he said, maybe so. We don't know, you know. No, no. He said, light be. When God moved upon Jerry and Carolyn to produce the ministry of chariots of light, God put the word. And it's right there. The word light in that. And I might say Christian bike and that's all good in the start, But that word light is what they should remember. Because you see, it exposes things you don't want and it regenerates or it creates things you do want. The light, I want to talk about that, that light. And I believe that's why, it's, uh, Bill and Ginger, this thing has been so successful in reaching people because you bring light. Now you may be riding a motorcycle and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but I'm just saying it, that, and that's good and everybody loves that, but it's the light that's changing people. It's not Harley, it's not Indian, it's not, definitely not Honda. No, but no, I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. Got to be You gotta be careful with the rice burners when you're around these kind of guys, you know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff, you know. What it is is the light that's coming from people like you and Bill and Ginger and all the different people and all the all the staff and all the state uh, representative and and but it's it's emanating. Watch this from God whoo, through Jerry and Carolyn through Bill and Ginger whoo, through the light whoo, and then wham out into the people. You see what I'm saying? So I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. Light is the point of departure for all our progress. If you want to progress. In God, in business, in everything, you must have light. Or in other words, you must be able to see clearly. Remember that old song? I see clearly now. You know that song? Yeah. See, so light is a point of departure for all our progress. See, things do not emanate from God unconsciously. They don't just, you know, God sitting up there and decide to do something. Things don't emanate from God unconsciously. They come into being through an act of his will. So what was God's will? God's will was that chariots of light would be created, but he needed people to take that vision and bring it to places that no one else wanted to do it. You see, and he had to do it with light, sunshine. Notice that the brighter the light, you have to put on sunshade. Why? And that's what people should say. There's something about you, man, that's just blinding me. And that's the blinding power of love, the blinding power of, 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 of caring, the blinding power of saying, listen, what's in me will change you. Yeah. Not some of the time, but all the time. Yeah. See, so let me say it again. Things do not emanate from God unconsciously. They come into being through an act of his will. You see, why is the chariots of light? What is the chariots of light's philosophy? His light is not a philosophy to be debated or a problem to be solved. See? This is not to be debated or a problem to be solved. It is an illumination of his will. It's an illumination. I was watching people were doing the games and everybody was having fun but yet there was just light all over the place even though it was raining. Uh, even though it was overcast. They was light all over that parking lot, see? And that's what I was thinking. I said, this should not be debated in any way, shape or form and it's not some philosophy. What it is, is an illumination of God's will. So if you go to your church and, and some people say, well, you know, you want to bike a Christian bike and say, well, somebody, you don't like me? You don't like the light of God that's inside of me? You know? Your light's not even on. What you, t- what you what you want to criticize me for? You see what I'm trying to say? It's it's to illuminate, to minister God's word, to get people saved and touched. I'll never forget years ago, God, I was praying. The Lord said, Jesse, make me wealthy. And I thought, look like you're doing pretty good. You know I mean? My God, you got diamond, bear, jasper, onyx, ruby, gold, streets, pearly gay. He said, Jesse, I don't count my wealth by that. Mankind does. He said, I count my wealth by souls that I possess. You see what I'm saying? He said, now go in the world and make me wealthy. Now you think, he said, go in the world and preach the gospel to how many creatures? Oh. I mean, that's what I was praying. How many creatures? Oh. A Little louder. How many creatures? Oh. Now, if God expects us to do that, he's going to give us all the tools and the different things it takes to accomplish that. You know, when I was being criticized by ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, HBO, Good Morning America, all the other. I mean, they were coming at me. I'm so excited about this because now my faith is talked about all over the world. I mean, my Lord, and, and, you know, and how many of you get my pardon letter? Or you might get my magazine. Have I ever wrote you and asked you for any money for that aircraft? No, no I never did. But so they lied about that kind of stuff. And, and to make a long story short, and that's that's what they do. Because the natural man receive it, not the things of God. Because their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they're to discern. But I decided to let my light shine. In fact, I was in New York and I asked the Lord. I mean, when I walked out, boom, everybody was there. They, I mean, I mean it's like white on rice. And Allah said, Lord, how do you want to fix this? How do you want me to handle this? He said, I'm gonna, you're going to kill it with joy. So I just got excited. I don't know how many people go, are you okay? You're not discouraged? Shoot, yeah, this is great. Come on, Jesus. I said, all I can think, you want to dance with me? Come on. And my daughter said, Daddy, you one of the strongest men. I said, you are not discouraged. And Jerry told me, he said, they done picked on the wrong Marine. I think I, got it. I just smiled and it don't make no difference. Because see, I read the end of the book. I went. Yeah, yeah. See, I've already won, I win. So it's it just simply that I realized that my life, that this was a, it, it attacked my faith. Because I said, I, we believe in God for a seven X, so just believe with me. Now, but the devil don't like faith. He don't like nobody believing, see. That's why he likes churches that don't believe. He give them a lot of money. Got a lot of people in it. All going to hell, but it didn't make any difference. You see what I'm saying? You gotta understand something about the devil. He, if you are truly, especially you, Charity Lights guy, if you are truly strong Christian, he he, he don't care if you, he, he wants you to go to heaven. Why? To get you out of his hair. Because you're messing him up, see? Or if he sends, if he go to hell, well, he's got you there. It's your problem is when you hear. That's what's destroying him. So you gotta understand his light is, God's light is not a philosophy to be debated. Or a problem to be solved, but it's an illumination of his will. So when I started coming, Jerry asked me to come. I, I began to see more and more what charity lights doing. Not just in terms of counting souls, but the people. You know, I, 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 when I sounded probably arrogant, I'm a pretty good judge of character. I watch people. You know, if you've been in the public eye, uh, you you have to learn people. You have to know what people do and things of that nature, and to understand what's going on. And every time I've come, and, and I, I love coming. in, and I, you know, Jerry said, "I hope you're not mind getting t- taking all these pictures." I said, "Shoot, no, man, it's just a blessing." But you know, I had to teach Tony something. You know, Tony's a great man. You know, what I'm saying he said he go. You know, he go one, two. So I said, "Tony, let me give you a word of wisdom. You can only hold your stomach in so long." So, so take the picture, Tony. Come on. So if you see, if your picture comes out and I'm a little blue, it's Tony taking the picture. Because <laughs> that last one he did, he go go, one, two, two, two. I want to go, three. <laughs> he just needed a little illumination. <laughs> see, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel, the message came to us as an evangel of light. See, light on God. What was that evangel? Light on God, light on man, and light on life. You see, if you light, if you have light on God and light on man, you, your life must be an inspi- inspiring, inspirational thing. Amen. Even when you're going through tough times, the old Texas State: tough times don't last, but tough people do. Well, that's simply the truth. Now, you know, I went to preach the Southwest Believers Convention. I mean, I've been doing it you know, almost 30 years now with Kenneth and Jerry. Make a long story short, I thought all this mess was over, but my good friend Gary here saved my, may he helped me. I mean, I'm sitting there, we, we signed him books. They got, I don't know how many people in them lines, I man. I, mean, I mean, my hands like this, you know, I got to believe for healing. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, and all of a sudden this microphone come flying out. Jammed it in my, friend, and she said, we're from Inside Edition. And I said, we need an interview with you. Now, all I know, I don't know how he hit that camera. All of a sudden, the camera's up on the guy's shoulder and all this kind of, it's Gary right there. And he was a security agent assigned to me right there. And I said, ma'am, I can't give you an interview right now. I'm doing the book signing. So Gary's real nice. You know, he just went walking like that. She said, don't put your hand on me. Don't put your hand on me. I'm the media. And I started counting because I know Gary from Max. One, two. And the next thing I knew, I heard, la, la, la. she's gone. lady <laughs> <Laying> you <laughs> gone. I did grab her out the door. Why I screaming in the house? So, I mean, I thought, my God, man, what Gary going to do? You know, he believe in healing. He may slap that woman. I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> I had no idea, you know. So, finally, he comes back, you know, like, this, this is funny to me. So, this is Gary like this, you know. He said, I said, what'd you do with him? He said, I made him outside edition. <laughs> okay. I love it. Man. I've told that story. Since I said, this is outside edition. <laughs> well, what he did was he protected the light. Yeah, yeah. He protected the light. People were getting books, not because we were selling, but we were getting information to change their lives. So the gospel comes to us as an evangel of light, light on God, light on man and light on life. People say, why are you so happy? Light. If Jesus tarries and I go by the way of the grave, I said, Kathy, put lights in my casket. (laughs) I ain't laying down in no darkness. You know what I'm saying? I say, why? Light. I said, if you, and I don't like an open castor, I said, but if you do, they fix my body and make it look like this. Because <laughs> look, see, look, that's what I'm known for. You understand what I'm saying? And I know that sounds nuts, but what I'm saying is, it's like the glorious gospel. Light on God. Why do you talk about God so much? Light. Why do you talk so much about mankind and the relationship with God? Life. Why do your life is so inspirational? Uh, Susan Kitely there in uh, Brampton, uh, Canada, she said, Jesse, you make Jesus irresistible. Yes. I, I, that's one of the greatest comments. I I said, I make Jesus irresistible? Instead of saying, thank you, Jesus. You know what I thought of? Simply irresistible. Uh-huh. And you gotta see them girls. See, so you remember, <laughs> they knew how to project that image. Into your mind. That's light. Doing that. It pushed everything else out. So it was right there. So you understand light on God. You can never be ashamed of the gospel. You can't be never be ashamed of your fellow brethren. And you can never be ashamed of your life. Because you see. Charit's light. God formed it to put light. In darkness. Isn't that amazing? So write this. Now, if you're taking notes, light is needed, not just for a few adjustments. Why? Because it's it's a world order. John said, uh, St. John, his life is the light of men. So light is not just needed for just a few adjustments. You know, you need to fix this in your life. No, no, no. What it is, is to be so bright that it makes people want to touch it. Makes people want to, whoa, what is that? And if you think about the sun today, in fact, Carolyn was showing me something when we stayed at her house. And she said, you see, we got some new patches of grass. I said, "Oh yeah, I see that, you know. And the first thing I thought of, well, maybe there's been a drought in Texas or something like that. I don't know. She said, no, because the trees are so heavily, they believe in harvest. So the trees, they got a very thick. And what it did, it blocks the light. And guess what? It kills the grass. But Carolyn came up with something. She said, well, I found some grass that don't need as much as other grass does. Well, so it so would be that green, beautiful look, see? But well, what's happening is, is light is so vitally important. I mean, the sun can kid you, but it is the life giver. God God created that thing, and it brings light, and it brings life to, it just causes things to happen. Well, chariots of light causes things to happen. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, how many of y'all results orientated? You, you believe in results? That's what I'm talking about. And when you understand that, this is what this ministry is all about. Now, you notice I'm talking a lot about charity a life. Because you see, when I preach for Jerry, and even Kenneth told me, that, he said, you know, when you preach for me, Jesse, you don't even exist, right? Why? I erase myself. Why? Because I'm preaching for that man. So you shouldn't see me. I know it's hard to, I'm a lot so much taller than Jerry, and it's hard for to, you <laughs> to understand. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I erase myself. Where'd you learn that from? Jesus he said, when you see me, you see the father. What is Jesus doing? You see what I'm saying? So if you call them, you're a guest speaker, somewhere, you must represent who you guest speaking for. Now I know you may want to build your ministry and I believe in all that. Don't misunderstand me. But if you'll do what I'm telling you, you'll be blessed beyond your wildest dreams. See, cause it's not trying to just get as big as you can. Cause I mean, let me tell you, the bigger you get, the harder you fall. You understand what I'm saying? And, but you let God handle that. So that's why I I said, Lord, what would you have me to preach for? I was 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 just studying this afternoon. What did you have me say? He said, light, Jesse. Talk about, so I just wrote this thing up. So when I say light is not needed for just a few adjustments, it's a world order. See, the cause of the world's trouble is the refusal of man to walk in the light of Christ. That's the cause of world's troubles. See why I mean we could get rid of all the darkness here. the cause of the world's trouble is the refusal of man to walk in the light of God now some people don't know about what happened to me in 1988 and I don't talk much about it but you now, some people don't believe it I really don't care but it happened cause, but I've been to heaven see I've been there and I mean I'm not I don't know how I got out that room in Magnolia Arkansas room 105 at about one o'clock in the afternoon but I did. And you know the thing that struck me when people, and I don't talk much about it, you see, if you see this beautiful motorcycle, there's a shadow there. So you see that shadow of the motorcycle? And I got my shadows there too. But when you're in heaven, there's none of that. You cannot cast the shadow because God is light in whom there's no darkness nor shadow of turning. See, light. And that's what charity light's all about light, exposing, exposing. In fact, if you put so much light, you can't hardly see the picture, right? You're not supposed to see because light erases you. And you see Christ in you, the hope of glory. Do you see what I'm saying? So let me say it again. The cause of the world's trouble is the refusal of man to walk in the light of Christ. Now people say, well, you know, you're talking about religion. I ain't talking about no religion. I am not religious. I'm born again. If you don't like the way you are born, try it again. <laughs> it won't be nobody to hang you upside down naked and slap you for it. That's another cruel thing. Why you slap them little naked babies? You ever thought about just massaging them a little bit, just knock the fire? Whoa, what is this? Think about that for a minute, you know? I mean, I would never slap some little... I mean, I know you want them to breathe, but God's sake, you ain't got to beat the hell out of them. To get them. Can, I, can I say that in a motorcycle? Yeah. Well, you know, you can say, it. in Louisiana, that's not cussing, that's a location. I see Carolyn kind of look at him. Okay, I got that. I'll pass off that that. So <laughs> the, cause of, the cause of the world's trouble is the refusal of man to walk in the light of Christ. Now, what's the problem? Let me tell you why God instituted chariots of light. To fix broken lights. Amen. I think I am a good preacher. I love my thoughts. I, I, I write better than I, than I talk because I'm a Cajun. See, we live, right this now. We live in a world of broken lights. But the dawn of a new day is upon us. Amen. 20 years ago, a new day dawned on the planet Earth. Through the vision God gave this couple, produced. And there were other great Christian ministries. Back ministry, that, we're not dealing with that. It's just a new dawn. Something happened. Bam! The big bang. Light be. Boom! about that. And right now, the universe is expanding and what's speeding up, increasing and faster than the speed of light at 186,000 miles a second and light can't catch it. So don't tell me this ministry couldn't touch the world. It can touch it quick because there's light in it. Think about that. So We live in a world of broken lights. I've seen some broken lights. But the dawn of the new day is upon us. Well, what do we do with them broken lights? To fix your lights that are out, you must be willing to change the light. To fix the lights that are out, you must be willing to change it. Sometimes you're going to have some changes in this ministry. Why? Well, the light went out. So they're not accomplishing what God originally called them to do. And God is the same yesterday. today. He ain't changing his mind. Now, we might change our mind, but he doesn't because the Bible says in Psalms 89, 34, me and Jerry really love that verse. My covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that goes out of my lips. You ever get God to say something, he has to do what he says. So 20 years ago, a big bang took place here in Crowley, Texas through this two couple at chariots of life. Boom! Use the word chariot, which is at that time was the fastest thing you could get. See what I'm saying? God was doing a, a metaphor there but he, he was concentrating on the light to go forth and in the midst of it going forth it fixes broken lights by changing those you see what i'm trying to say and when you understand that then you'll understand to fix your light that are out you must be willing to change the light and right write this down the only way to get brighter in the darkness is to go to a higher wattage bulb The only way to get brighter in the darkness is to go to a higher wattage above. See, just how much you want. Get all all the wattage you can. You see what I'm saying? And when you understand that, see, that's why television works, because of these lights. See, some of you, I see about three rows, and the rest of y'all are kind of fuzzed out. Why? Because these lights are hitting me in the eyes. You see? Why? To illuminate my image, I don't know if I'm going to say, through those cameras. You see what I'm saying? And it's amazing. But you see, your eye is actually quicker than the camera. You see, now watch my hand. Everybody look at this hand. Now watch me do it on this. It'll be slower on the screen. Look at the screen. You see, I'm faster than the light. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do you see? Everybody look at my hand. See my hand? Now watch it, watch it on the screen. Look at the screen. Look at, Don't look at me. Look at the screen. Hey. It can't catch it. See, it don't matter. See, because man, I don't care what they create, cannot have the perfectness of God when he says, light be. Do you see that? Do you understand? Are y'all enjoying this? So that's why you're here. And if you're visiting, why do you think you're visiting? You think you came to see me or Jerry? You might think that in your mind. No, God got something up. God's got something up in you. You see what I'm trying to say? So when you understand, so when I get around a broken light, instead of saying, boy, your light broke, boy. You know, I just, I just let my light shine. You see, and you get around people with broken lights, after a while, they want their light on again. Yes. Instead of just saying, ah, no, no, you just pull out of water. Say that your problem was your electrical, the, uh, the electrician that hooked you up didn't give you the right power to handle the wattage, and you're burned out. So we're going to change some of your wiring. Now, let me tell you what the church world thinks wiring is. Clothes, makeup, years ago. Oh, you can't wear them beds, Lord Jesus. See, so they think that's the wiring. No, the wiring, No, that's not the wiring at all. But it is, the wine is just carrying the current that God is about ready to release inside of you. And if you let him do it, because I'm going to tell you something, there's going to be some things Jerry and Carolyn say, you ain't going to like. There's going to be some things that Bill and Ginger say, you ain't going to like, but that's all right. If you let them do what God's called them to do, you will burn brightly and never, never burn out. And people will be drawn. To something that's fast, called a chariot of life. And the, what happened is a covenant agreement will begin to take place. And all of a sudden, you'll have a home away from home. I called my wife today. She should have been here, but Satan is attacked there with a little sickness. Kathy never gets sick. And I said, Well, listen, I got to go. She said, You ain't missing me, are you? I said, I can't tell a lie. I ain't missing you. I'm concerned about you. I said, but I'm enjoying myself. You know, this is just a blessing of God. I mean, I like being around. You see, that's the only thing I hate about my ministry. Without sounding properly arrogant, I don't I, I don't have time to do what I'm doing. I mean, I mean, I preach for Doug and Ed, Edmonton, Alberta, right? What do I do? I preach, boom, boom, and I'm out the door, right? I mean, that's just, the, that's my life. I never get a chance to talk to people. It's a, so, I mean, if people want to take pictures of me, then I ain't much to take a picture. I said, when I get a chance, it's not just a picture. I just enjoy the camaraderie. You see, because I don't get a chance to do that. I mean, I mean, I'm being brought in with security most of the time, being brought out of security. and I'm going nine and nothing. This is my this is my eighth time I preached this week, and then tomorrow I think we're going to tag team preach. Am I correct in that? And so it'll be nine or eight and a half. You know, he is half, my has that kind of, stuff. you know, whatever. And. uh, uh So, I mean, are you tired? Well, yeah, but I got, I got a little power nap today. Got a little, and I, you know, I never asked Jerry Savelle for nothing, but both of his friends should have been my biological brother. You know, in Louisiana, maybe he was. (laughs) We don't know. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't look too far back in Louisiana. Ain't no telling what you're going to find. But I was sitting there and, uh, you know, Jerry's into motorcycles and beautiful cars and antique cars and things of that nature. So I said, and Jerry come in. and He said, "Hey, you had a good night." I said, "Yeah." You ready to go? I said, "Yeah." I said, "Jerry, have I ever asked you anything?" No. I said, "But there's just one thing I'd like to do," and he looked at me real serious because he know. I said, uh, "I want you to open up your garage and let me smell it." Because <laughs> when you open it up, you got that gasoline smell, and all them cars, I'm going. Man, and me and Jerry taking nose hits. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> y'all know what that is? Y'all, y'all know? Y'all? If you've been on drug, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anybody ever been on drug? Don't lift your hand up for God's sake. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, take like a little nose hit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then we just in there. And I said, Jerry said, You know, you know, and he's been to my home. I have a beautiful home. I have some phenomenal artwork. We were talking about some of the paintings you know, and I said, Jerry, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, These cars, this is artwork. This is someone that, creation here, man. I mean, we had such creators of cars in the 50s and the 60s. Today, you can't tell hardly anything. They all look the same because they lost the creation. They're just worried about the money, they lost their light. But in the 50s and 60s, you could not mistake a, a Ford from a Chevrolet, a Buick, a Pontiac. Yeah. But it, your kids can name one. That's a Pontiac. That's a Buick. Yeah. You know, why? Because they were creative. Yeah. Yeah. They had lightning in cars. Yeah. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? So when you see this, and, and I want you to understand that the only way to get a bright above in the darkness is to go to a higher waters of, 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 of above. People say, but Jesse, why don't you get discouraged? Or I'd have to put my light out. I've had many opportunities to fail. I just don't take any. Yeah. Amen. I mean, I could have got discouraged. And a lot of preachers go running hide when they get something like that. I ain't running high. No, you want to dance with me? Uh-uh. It don't work that way. Not with me. Uh-uh. It doesn't make no... It didn't. In fact, when I got back to New Orleans from New York... I said, Kathy, come get up. We're going, we're going to the restaurant. She said, Jesse, man, they, now in New Orleans, they were hitting me worse, you know, because, you know, like Jesus, they didn't like him in Nazareth. I mean, I was morning, noon, and night, come, right, Roy? I mean, they were coming at me. I was in the newspapers. It was, we were the biggest story in the world. Got 11 million hits in one hour. <laughs> Think about it. So I come walking in, so I walked in the restaurant. Now, watch it. I want everybody to get real quiet. Don't, don't, I walked in the restaurant. They were all young, know, restaurant. restaurant is talking. When I walked in with Kathy, the, so I looked at everybody I said, well, how was y'all week? And they went, didn't that? Did I said, give me 30 seconds. Man, I looked at my, my watch and, and, and I started talking. And within 30 seconds, that whole restaurant stood up. Applauded. Why? Because my light is stronger than ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox's darkness. And this, all I did was turn on your hot light. Do you see my point? And man, we sat down and, and then people come and you know, I didn't believe in that stuff. So. Well, I wanted to say, you sure look like you did when I walked in here. <laughs> you, know, you know, you people say more with their face sometimes than with their tongue. You know, So when you understand that, God's word is true. Now, uh, I, I, I want to continue there, but the Lord is telling me to do something and I'm going to do it. Uh, can you put scripture up on this board? Uh, on the middle here? to take. The, I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. I want the King James Version. I'm going to add this in here. And I've spoken some of these pieces here, but the Lord said, add this in there. This is not really part of the sermon, but it's a, it's a codicil. What does that mean? Well, a lot of theologians say that Romans 9, 10, and 11 was not in the original uh, Epistle of Romans that Paul added it later as a codicil, added into it. Well, i leave that to, for their homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological thinking. But now I, say, I want to put this in this uh, of light. Did, did you hear what Brother Jerry said? That no ministry can't function and operate without partners, without giving, giving and receiving. But it says in verse 6, says, but this, this is Paul writing. He said but this, to the church of Corinth, but this I say, he was so sparingly, shall reap also sparingly. And he was so bountifully, shall reap also bountifully. Now what part of that you don't understand? Now what part of that you didn't get? Because look at that verse. Don't look at me. Look at the verse. There is no faith in that verse. That's nothing but action and reaction. Yep. You're so, you sow, you reap. You sow sparingly, you get sparingly. You sow bountifully, you get bountifully. Go to the next verse, at verse 7. He says, every man, it means every person, according as he purposed in his heart. Stop for a minute, look at me. That's done before you get to church. That's done before you got to the chair. It's a life meeting here. Well, is it every man, look, don't look at me, look at the verse. <laughs> every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give. Watch this. Not grudgingly. Now, nah. the next statement is going to blow the world. The church will completely nuts. No necessity. Look at me now. Why do you give the need? He says, don't do that. When are we going to believe the Bible instead of somebody's opinion or someone's experience? So my wife challenged me a few years ago. She said, you never ask God for a need, Jesse. And I never will. Why? It's a waste of spiritual energy. Because the Bible said he'll supply how many need? How many need? How many need? Or oh, let me get black with it. How many need Lord? So you've heard me say this a thousand times. You ever heard me say it once? I don't tell God what I need. I tell God what I want. Because you see. When you get what you want. You destroy all your need. When you have what you want. You don't even think about need. He just wants a little light. That's how I say. One See, knows when you have what you want, you don't even think about need. The Lord's my shepherd; I shall not. Aww. Let patience have its perfect work, that you're perfect and entire, I don't think nothing. The young lions do suffer lack, but he that seeks my face shall not Aww. want any good thing. So I don't tell God what I need; I tell Him what I want. Now, and, 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 and people get in church says that's greed. That could be growth. What? The law is my shepherd. I shall not want. You see, God don't need nothing. Is that right? But he certainly wants a lot of things. Yes. Think about that for a minute. Let that sink. Every man according as he purpose in his heart, so let him give not grudge on necessity. necessities. I don't tell God what I uh, what I need. I tell him what I want. Now, let me make it even Young people say, it's greed. No, it's growth. If you're a grandparent or you're a parent and you go to a grocery store and you have your uh, child or your grandchild with and you know, on it, two, three, four years old, and they see some ice cream or something, they go, Grandma, Mama, I want some candy or I want some ice cream. Is that greed? No, that's just a child wanting some ice cream, right? What makes you think it's greed to tell your Heavenly Father what you want? Oh, excuse me. You're not God's adults. You're God's children. My daughter going to be 47 years old next month. I can't believe it. 47 years old. I don't care how old she gets. She'll always be my child. Yeah. Yes. Come on. Right. Yes. Think about that for a minute. You see, it makes no difference how much they grow. And watch this. I'm still wanting to bless her. And she makes, I mean, she does real good. Don't miss that. But I, I won't let them pay for nothing around me. Why? I'm the dad. I'm El. He's El Shaddai. I'm El Dad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I just want to do that. I know it's the same thing. I've seen Jerry do it, not once, I uh, almost said like conservatively, in, all, in our time together, at least a hundred times. I've seen him walk by like that and go, Jerry, i be sitting there. He's a put a little, a little spin of money there. Or Terry or something. Like just, why? Why? Children. Yeah, but they're grown. They got kids. It doesn't make no difference. You see, now this is what you're going to be shocked about. Let me add this. Keep that verse there. you got to understand something. Your desires and your heart were not created by you. Wait, wait, wait. Just listen to me. Don't applaud. Just listen to me. They were created by God and put in you. So um, how many of you ladies, you like jewelry? Yeah. Hold your hand up if you like jewelry. Because Kathy, you like jewelry, so you might walk by. You might be in a mall somewhere. Or you know, you're, you're walking around. Whatever, you see a beautiful diamond ring. You go, oh, 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 that's beautiful. That's a, if, if you like that. You go, man, I love the head. But your mind, your intellect, your intellectual activity, your range in research, your induction and in reasoning, which means this says, oh, you can't afford that. You shouldn't have that. But why do you like it? Come on, because God put that in you. Right. All He wants to do is bless you. Is you may walk by and be in the Indian store. You go, oh Jesus. Oh, you the Harley stuff, if you're like, oh, my God, look at that. Oh, man, I'm believing God to win this thing after get the raffle going. Oh, look at, you know, you think, oh, man. Now, you tell the church, now, now don't get crazy with this thing. <laughs> the reason why you like it, because God put the desire in you. That's not greed. See, you thought it was. No, because your mind won't let you think that much less afford it. He you delight yourself therefore in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of what? Your heart. See, everything you create. You know why I know everything on the planet belongs to me? Everything you see on this planet belongs to you. Why? How can you say that? This is so simple. You need a good theologian to help you misunderstand it. <laughs> Listen to me. Because when he created this world in the beginning, there were no sinners. It was not created for sinners. It was not created for unbelievers. It was created for his children. It belongs to you. Never make an excuse for the blessing of God in your life. Whether it be spiritual, physical, or financial. Why? That's a light. If you're a chance light guy and you got one of the finest motorcycles, you ought to say, look at this. People say, "Well, that's a lot of money. It sure is. Yeah, bless God. You know, look what the Lord has done. Or, or, you know, or you can do the song, look what the Lord had, or, You know, do whatever you want to do. In other words, brag on God. Yeah. Now, every man, according as he purposed in his heart, and I want an honest answer. How many times you went to a meeting and you gave an offering and you went back home and said, I shouldn't have, do, I shouldn't have done that. Something that. Like, hold your hand up if it's true. Come on, be honest. I'm going to lift both my hands up. Why? Because someone moved you emotionally with a financial pull. Why did you do that? Because you didn't purpose in your heart. That's done before you get to church. Not while you're at church. Did you purpose in your heart what to do for chariots alike before you got here in your giving? (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? See, now watch it. Well, you say, yeah, but he said, "Uh, what about a bread? Jared presents a need. He's not. See, when he does the need, when he says, well, listen, we believe in God. to do this. You're not giving to the need. Because God supply all you need, you're given to the purpose of what that need will do once it is met. See, because purpose affords you anchorage in the times of battle. It's a foundational thing. Then out of purpose, it creates prayer. And purpose and prayer start just, just mixing up. And then all of a sudden, out of purpose and prayer, perception comes. You begin to perceive what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it. And as they're just going around like, like those electrons, protons, and neutrons, and that power, then it produces power. So you could read that verse this way. Every man according as he purpose prayed, perceived, and empowered. So let him give. Not because there's a need, because there's a purpose of what the need will do. Oh, you getting this. Yes. Then he says, oh, I'm not for God love it. Didn't say he liked it. He said he love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. The only time me and Jerry ever disagree is when we're eating dinner and we're fighting over the bill. Yeah. Now Jerry, Jerry said, you ain't doing that. I said, now Jerry, you ain't doing that. And I mean, how many times, man, we both grabbing, we're slapping for the bill. Why? Why? What? Just Because we just want to be a blessing. You know, There's nothing wrong with that. Right. You see, so it's done before you get here. See, when God tells you to support a ministry, that's a purpose in his mind. Not just to meet the need of the ministry, but the purpose of what the ministry will do. And chariots is bringing light. Now, go to the next verse. And that's verse 8. I think. Now, this verse here, I just flat love. Because it's not a white verse. It's a black verse. <laughs> Lord, Lord. Can you hear it? God is able. I said, the Lord. Oh! I said, the Lord is able. I said, the Lord, 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 Lord. And white people going, Come on, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get this. There. There's some man in here, uh, I met him today, he must be, he's a white guy, he must be so black, somebody made him an honorary Negro. I, is that what you said today, Tony <laughs> Tony did that. Tony has the power to make you a Negro. And you know, and where's that man at? Where's that man at? Is he in here? There he is right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now watch this. He didn't get mad at all. He went, hey. I thought he was going to say, what's up? See, because when you're a black man, you know how to walk around a woman. A white man just, how you doing? How you doing? No, no. But, but <laughs> kind of serious. But a black man got to lean to him. What's up, baby? He kind of swing that arm a little bit. Hey, what's up, here? How you doing? Do you see my point? Now, why did he do that, brother? Why is everybody mad over racism? All skin color is is one sixteenth of an inch of pigmentation. You think if you went to the hospital and had to get a, and you was a white guy and you got a blood transfusion and you found out they gave you a pint of a black man's blood, you could sing better? No. If you're white, you're going to go, bringing in the sheath, bringing in the sheath. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheath, bringing in the sheath. And God is able. I said the Lord, hey! I said the Lord is able! And God is able to make how much grace? Oh, that's big. God is able to make all grace abound toward who? That you always having all sufficiency in all things. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. Why are you mad at me? Because I have no financial needs. Yeah. Well, you live lavishly. Wrong. I'm living biblically. What's yes. your problem? Yes. See, I took that verse and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things. What's the definition of faith? Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of? Amen. The evidence of? You see, if you can't understand that, your light's broke. Your light is so dim, it's going to burn out. It can't handle. You need a higher wattage bulb. You see what I'm saying? God is able to make all grace abound towards you. You're always having all sufficient in all things. Go to the rest of it. May abound. Now, I wish preachers would understand that. May abound to every good what? You know what people say about me, Kenneth Copeland, Jerry Bill Winston, Prevlo, $8, Jr., <laughs> Keith Moore. They said, boy, don't get those guys. Man, you get them, you get them they're going, they'll, they'll, they'll draw all the money out. The, out, the, out the, they'll draw it out the city. They'll draw everything out the church. Now, either you lying or God's lying, I pick you. <laughs> Why? Because look, look at the verse. May abound yeah. to every good work. So you ain't got to worry about your tithing offerings. If that's true, and it is, may abound, not just get by. That means your light's getting brighter. You see, you understand what I'm saying? It it says in the next verse, he's dispersed abroad. As is written, he is dispersed abroad. He is given to the poor. That's good. His righteousness remained for how long? Yeah, but I don't feel saved. But Jesse, well, sometimes you don't feel married. (laughs) But look at it. you are. It don't make a look of dead whether you feel it or not. A person asked me that the other day, Brother Jesse, you're looking at me, husband and wife, how do you feel? I said, with my hands. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they went. I said, You weren't expecting that, were you? I said, I'm not moved by my feeling. I'm moved by what I believe. Oh, <laughs> it is written here dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor as righteous remaining forever. Now, watch this. See, see, Jesus is not a socialist. God Almighty is a capitalist. You want me to prove it to you? Jesus liked taking care of the poor until he only did it twice. He said, y'all follow me for the fish and the loaves. He didn't do it no more. He shut that down. Y'all are a bunch of loafers. That's what y'all are. He's just looking for a piece of bread, a piece of fish. Say, yeah, yeah, I want to work for it. See, we've lost the dignity of work. You need to work. I would tell chariots of light, all you leaders, not only do you lead people to the Lord, but you teach them work. You got a job? You get a job. You become a man. You build woman. You, you, you do something. You say, we've lost the dignity of work. Jesus didn't feed them anymore after that. And you know, people tell me all the time, I don't know why you and that Savelle and that Copeland and that Winston and, and that Moore and that Creflo got to have a plane. You ought to give that money to the poor. Well, how much you gave? I said, well, I, you say the same thing about Jesus. You know, Jesus had a pretty expensive robe. How do I know that? Because they gambled for it. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, you don't gamble for rags. Huh? No. You gamble to get something better than what you got. Why didn't he just take that robe off and sell it and give it to the poor? Because he's not a socialist. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching, dude. Let, Let me get a little political. I'm Jesse Duplantis, and I approve this message. <laughs> you see my point? I'm going back to that light. Watch it. As it's written, he has dispersed the He has given to the poor his righteousness and remained it forever. Next verse, next verse, please. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, not to keep her. Seed to the sower ministers bread for your food. Here we go again. Multiplies your seeds on. No, this ain't got anything to do with God. This is just, see, that's the problem with the church. You don't know what you already have. Minister seeds to the sower yeah. and multiply your seeds. On. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger because it goes beyond intellectual activity, range and in research, induction and reason. It's beyond being smart. Now he was seed to the soul ministers bread for your food, multiplies your seed, so increases, go to the next, one. increases the fruits of your righteousness. I like the next verse, being enriched, not just rich, being enriched in how many things? Amen. How many? Amen. How many? Amen. God, man, will you let your mind get around what I'm saying? That's why you can touch all in people. You believe in God for, you can touch this world. And get them saved because you see, that's enriched in everything. You believe in God for all these souls. My God, man. So when you see a lost person, you go, fresh meat. Amen. You see my point? Because you're enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God, which means you ought to be saying thank you before it's done. Amen. Why? Because you are a chariot yeah. of light, yeah. bringing light in darkness. Now, if it's not in you, it can't come out of you. That's good. So take it off the screen. But this, I say, he was so as bar- uh, sparingly should reap also sparingly; he was so bountifully should reap also bountifully. Every man according as his purpose prayed, proceeding the power. So let him give not grudging nor necessity, for God loveth the cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, always having all sufficiency in all things. He has dispersed abroad; he has given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. And He which ministers seed to the soul, ministers bread for your food, multiplies your seed, so increases the fruits of your righteousness, and to be enriched, in all bountiful to, to caused you to say thanksgiving to God. See, ladies and gentlemen, if it's not in you, it can't come out of you. I didn't memorize that because I would have forgot it. Yeah, exactly. I learned it. Do you remember when you when you were just crammed it for a final exam? In two days after the exam, you didn't remember anything you studied? Because you didn't learn it. You memorized it. But Jesus said, learn of me. And you know what that means, brother? That's personal. How do you make a friend? You you, you fellowship, you Get with them. You just do things. You should have seen, our clothes close with this. You should have seen me and Jerry. We went to Guadalcanal. Hot. I'm talking hot, but Africa hot. These people would probably enjoy hell. I ain't no, hot, huh, Jerry? And bugs as big as your fist. Now, Jerry's night, he got such favor, he didn't have one bug at the pulpit. Me and Kendall, we were being slapped by billions of them. And it's true, right? It was amazing. Bill, I, 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 what she said? <laughs> Highly favored. Even the bugs say, lay off the Savelle. <laughs> oh, but that Cajun, he tastes good. Let's bite that sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Love that chicken from bye bye. Hot. Well, we flew out of uh, Nick, is that Nick Nickerson Field? Was that name? That something like that? Henderson Field, Henderson. and Brother Cook was really uh, excited about that because that 26,000 Japanese lost their life in Guadalcanal. What about four or five thousand Marines and homemade people and all that kind of stuff? So we were flying back and we stopped in Honolulu, I had something Honolulu to refuel and all that kind of stuff. Just so stay there, we'll watch it. So we had to spend a night. Now I'm gonna tell you something i mean, knowing Jerry, me and Jerry, and as soon as Jerry says when he's coming back for after the marriage supper of the Lamb, he's going to be the governor (laughs) of Hawaii. Everybody knows him. That's what, I'm I'm, I'm not kidding you, man. I mean, they just know him. He said, hey, Jesse, let's hit this town. I had one night because I had to get back. Brother Copeland wanted us to stay over and play. We do play. I mean, remember he said, he said, well, Aunt Carolyn and Catherine, we'll drop him off in Hawaii, and we'll go do all this, and we'll come back, and we'll play. Well, if he'd have gave me a little bit more time, I would have been able to do that. I just couldn't do it. I was booked. But Jerry, too, we'll make a long story. I had one night. Buddy, we hit, we hit Honolulu. That month, me and Jerry, we crossed, man, we just crossed the place. We hit everything. We did everything we wanted to do. It was a blessing. Jerry walking to Louis Vuitton, the whole place. I mean, there are people in there. They didn't nickle about it, because they, they think he's Mr. Vuitton. Oh, Mr. Vuitton, how you doing and, <laughs> Oh, you brought your little brother with you. Yeah, How you doing? I'm not, I'm not lying. I mean, I'm not exaggerating it. They forgot everybody in the dead gum store. Oh, and Jerry said, you know, you know, you know, birthday birthday's coming up. I think I'm going to get this and get that. So we all talk. And then boom, down Kalakaua Avenue. We went to the Cheesecake Factory, went to the other Louis Vuitton store. I mean, we just had one of the most wonderful times. It was a blessing. And you know, they can't get over. Well, y'all don't get mad at each I mean, my God, y'all been together long. What? No, why? Because we're light. Light yeah. loves light. Yeah. Now tomorrow, I'll close with this. This is my second closing. I'm known for a lot of closing. But this is my second close, My last one, I promise you. When you look at the sun tomorrow, you're looking into the past. When you look up and see the sun, when the sun hits you, that, that light is eight minutes old. What? It took eight minutes to come from the planet, from the sun could hit the planet Earth. Eight minutes moving at 186,000 miles a second. So every time you look at the light in the sun, that's eight minutes old. Now, how long did it take that light to get out of the core of the sun? Before it could hit the surface of the sun, travel eight minutes before you see it for the first time. Ready for this? They'll call photons of light. Now, this is not the core of the sun. Now, this, every uh, nuclear physicist knows what I'm talking about. And I study all that. I know all about that kind of stuff. That photon of light took one million years to get to the surface of the sun. And it escaped and came to the earth. And you saw it eight minutes later. It took one million years. You, and we had, they call the sun a small star. But in our, in our uh, solar uh, system, solar it takes up about three-quarters of it. And everybody orbits around it. See? Well, if you understand ministry, we orbit around each other. We should be in sync. Why? To accomplish destiny and reach destination. You See what I'm saying? As long as the earth remains, seed time, harvest time. You know, light and you know, darkness. Watch the moon going like it. I mean, is it moon moving? Everything. But they said, well, what does, what, what does the Milky Way galaxy orbit? Everything orbits. It orbits around the black hole in the center of it. You see, God is this light, and we orbit around him and receive his warmth and receive his light. And he gives us jobs and things to do. And it all boils down to reaching people. He loves us so much. That's why Satan hates us. You know why? We're his boss. He didn't want Adam. See, the problem with the church was they loved the first Adam more than the second Adam. Isn't that sad? First Adam's light went out. Second Adam's light still burning. And will never go out. You see the difference. So when you understand that, you're going to see, I really believe from this message, you're going to see chariots of light totally different now. And remember, if you see a broken light, instead of just stomp it, bring a bulb. Let your light so shine. And some of them have 60 watts, and some have 40 watts. Some have 20 watts, some have 10 watts, some have 500 watts. So don't get all mad. Oh, look at the guy with the 500 watts. He's still producing light. But what you want to do is make light brighter. You'll get to a point, it's not going to blind you, it's going to blind the devil. And the devil goes, to, I know he's somewhere, but I can't see him. I don't know. He, where's he at? Where's he at? Because he's darkness, you see. Yeah. It's good. And if you want to shock something, you stay in darkness. All of a sudden, throw a light. <laughs> Kathy did me that She, you know, she gets crazy sometimes. Kathy. She, you never see it. I mean, I'm laying in the bed like that, and all of a sudden, there was this lamp on the side of this this end table in the hotel. She grabs that thing and it was bright. I remember when we cut it out to sleep, and she just shined it. I, I was awake. I went. She she pulled up. She said. She said, talk! I went, I did it. <laughs> and she thought that was so funny. I did not think that was funny. Because you see, my pupils could not handle that. Life. So I said, now how I get back at this woman. And I ain't going to tell you no more. That's it. But I did. You know, you want to dance with me? I'm going to get my legs in too. So remember that you are a chariot of light. And God has instituted this for this ministry to last through eternity. You think when we get to heaven, you're going to be laying on the ground and angels dropping grapes in your mouth? When God is still creating... Oh, things are going on right now like you never thought right now on Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, right now at 924, it's raining diamonds. You know, di- diamonds. The pressures are so extreme on those planets that the carbon is turning into diamonds and what The pressure pushes out the flaws, the black carbon, and turns it into a perfect diamond. We're diamonds in the rough. Think about that. So when you go to get down, get up. When you think you can't pay for something, go to 2 Corinthians 9, 6, 7, 8, 9, and read what's already yours. That doesn't mean the devil ain't going to attack you. Bill Cross is here from Sacramento. And, you know, he just really believing with me on this segment. And we've had some battles with that thing, haven't we? But you know what? I've never heard Bill say, well, I'll tell you one thing about this. I think you just believe a little too strong. No. He said, well, it's a day. yet. Give me an update. Let's go on. I said, praise God. But you know how many of them said, now, don't get crazy with this. Thing. I'm not being crazy with this thing. I'm just doing what God told me to do. Amen. But the reason why you can't understand it, my light's too bright for you. Now, don't get mad at me. Oh, who you think you are? A bright light. But see, you dim, and you can't handle that. Yeah. If God put the same voltage in me and you, you're going to burn up. Not that I'm better than you. No, it's just that I train myself, and I'm training myself every day to have more light. So chariots of light, you guys that are leaders, that God has placed you in leadership, train yourself to be able to handle more light. Because God told you, all, how many people by 2020, Bill? You remember you were talking about that? The souls that you... Bleeding for a million souls saved by 2020. Now, I want to tell you something. That's going to take some bright light. That's going to take some money. That's going to take some cooperation, dedication, and commitment. But above all, it's going to take some discipline. And love in its purest form is discipline. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you are beating somebody up. If you want to whip somebody, you whip the devil. And it'll work for you. Did you enjoy it tonight? Give the Lord a hand clap. Is that all right? It's a light in the darkness. So that's how that's how I saw you today. I, when I was in I was in the bedroom, then I was just thinking, you know, every time I come, I got to be honest. I was looking at the bikes, and I just love all that stuff, you know. And I, and now I'm still enjoy the bikes and all that kind of stuff, enjoy the rides and you know the games and the different things, But now I'm looking at you totally different. You have a purpose, you have a destiny, and you have a destination. So when Brother Jerry gets up and says, you know, be a part of this thing, he's not just trying to get money from you. He's trying to get it to you yeah. yes. to complete this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do when you get to heaven? What's out there that we don't know? I know he's still creating. So if you don't believe in prosperity, if you can't believe in God, believe in Spock and live long <laughs> and prosper. You <laughs> what I'm saying? Just live long and prosper. You know what this is? This is a Hebrew sign for wealth. Did you know that? Spock got this out of a synagogue. That's a true story. I got t- I just found this out, Jerry. I remember when Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. You remember that? And I thought that was the most magnificent thing. I was watching that. I thought, my, I was a teenager boy. I thought, my God. Was it 1968, I think it was? 69. I thought, my God. But I found out something uh, about two weeks ago that was greater than that. There was another astronaut named Buzz Aldrin. You know, know, when he walked on the moon, did you know what he did? He took communion. NASA let out the report. He brought communion elements. And when he walked out on the moon, he took holy communion. He was amazed looking back at the planet Earth and all the different things. He took Holy Communion, the great God that did this. Now, to me, that's greater than walking on the moon. Yeah. That he had God on his mind. He had light. Yeah. Light. God is light on his mind. Yeah. Think about that. So now I look at the moon totally different. Yeah. I said, who's going to be the second person that take communion on the moon? communion on the moon. Isn't that amazing? And it was all done because one man decided to honor God Amen. instead of honor science. And there's nothing wrong with honoring science, but I'm saying to honor God. So remember this. God chose you guys you and you ladies to do something extraordinary, something powerful, be a partner with spiritually, physically, financially. And I want to tell you something. Man, how God will bless you. You'll get to a point that you'll have no financial needs. But God will always produce something that you can't do. That's why he says, Jesse, put your faith on something impossible. Because if you're not putting your faith on something impossible, you're not using your faith at all. Because if it was possible, you could do it yourself. You would need God. It's got to be impossible. Don't tell me we can't. of light like, can't touch this world. Not just bikers, but everybody. That's right. That's right. That's right. See what I'm saying? Amen. We're all one body made up of many members. Good. So well, who is that George H.W. Bush it said, "Let's be a shining light on a hill or something. Maybe that was him that said that. I think something." And that was nice. That's a wonderful thing. So I always make sure people see me smiling.